Welcome back, everyone, to Parents vs. Gaming. This is episode 6. It is April 15th, 2021. Today, we're going to be talking about gaming and depression, but I'm so thankful that everyone is here. And let me kick it around the room and introduce everybody. Uh, that's not a teddy bear. That is Mr. Jay Noller. How are you, Jay? <laughs> Don't lie to me. How are you guys doing? <laughs> You're doing good. And uh, we've got right here in the middle of us uh, this week, joining us again, welcome her back, Miss Alexis Jordan. Jordan, how are you? I'm doing good. All right, Jordan, tell us about your week. What happened? Anything exciting? Anything exciting in your personal life that you'd like to share? Yeah, so today I took the day off work. It's It was planned, and uh, Tyler and I went and uh, got a massage. It was much needed. Amazing. Um, and then I thought that the stream was supposed to start an hour from now, so I raced and put on my makeup in, like, five minutes <laughs> to come hang out with you guys tonight. So, you know, interesting, interesting. What about you guys? You know, Jay, I, you? Uh, I, I I took a little bit longer to put my makeup on tonight. <laughs> um, I tried a couple of things, maybe tried a little smoky eye, or as I like to refer to it as tired dad eye. So oh. I hope I'm keeping uh, on with the TikTok trends of uh, smoky eyes and uh, overdone makeup tonight. I love it. Well, way to, way to stereotype everyone. Wait, wait. On TikTok. My week's been a little bit crazy with work. Um, like everyone knows, my mom was here last week, so just kind of recovering from that, trying to get back to, into a normal routine. I actually made a trip all the way up to Oklahoma today, and now I am back and got back just in time for this. And I actually had a bit of a name change. Uh, there's a lot of people that have been looking for us, and they've been suggesting the podcast for Parents versus Gaming, and people said, oh, it's easy to find James, just type in the Gaming Dad, and they forget to use the one. And I have learned that it has been very stressful for some people. Anyone that's in the video game industry or people that we can talk to regularly, that's going to seem very silly and very funny to us. But I do understand where people are coming from. So I changed it up a little bit. And uh, so now I, I'm just, I am the gaming dad. You can find me on Twitter, Twitch, uh, YouTube, Instagram. All is going to be under the same thing. It's just, I am the gaming dad. So, and I know for Jordan, everyone can find you as Alexis Jordan 98 and if you want to find Jay Noller, just type in Jay Noller, even though he goes by <laughs> U.S. Bobber on PlayStation. <clears throat> so with that being said, I don't really know how to preface this, but let's go ahead and dive into it. We were talked a little bit about gaming and depression. Now, to, to preface this, I, I do want to bring this article that we have been discussing uh, recently, and I just want to read a little bit of it to give everyone some context. Um, this is actually from the dad.com. There was some research done. Uh, it looks like it was written by, I'm probably going to mess up his name, but I want to give him credit, Mark Chalifax. Uh, it says, boys who play video games linked to lower risk of depression. And I know Jordan's got some thoughts on the fact that this is titled as just boys, but we'll get to that. But let me read what we're kind of going over today. It says, one of the craziest culture changes for dads of a certain age has been the attitude towards gaming. Once the scourge of pearl clutchers everywhere, video games were blamed for everything from falling, from failing grades to violent crimes. Now we have professional gamers, dad gamers, proof that playing together with your kids is good, and more, which are all things that we've actually discussed recently. Uh, on what yeah, is sure. what what we we've kind of touched on this a lot in previous episodes. Obviously, now it goes on to say the latest is a research study that found boys who regularly play video games at age eleven were less likely to develop depression years later. 
The study, published by Psychological Medicine, found that boys who played video games most days had 24% fewer depression symptoms three years later than boys who rarely played video games. This finding was most significant among boys with low activity levels, so it's not suggesting you can't make your kids run around all day in the backyard if that's what they like to do. What it is saying, though, is that if you have a kid that's not super active, playing video games is not a bad recreation. They've been proven to help problem-solving skills and have added social and cooperative benefits. Video games aren't bad anymore is the point. Uh, it also goes on to talk about, you know, too much. We've, we've said this multiple times. Everything in moderation, too much excess, blah, 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 blah. So with that being said, let me kick it over to Jay first. Just your initial thoughts on gaming and depression. Well, on behalf of Jordan, I am very offended that they only looked at boys. I think it should Stop be, trying to steal. No, um, no, stop. No, listen, Jay. Stop <laughs> trying to steal her thunder. Don't come in first and talk about everything you know she's going to talk about. I want to hear your thoughts. No, no, no. I just want to say that I'm a, a, um, a concern on her behalf. And then also, you know, anything that studies come out like this, I always kind of take it with a grain of salt because um, – you know, there. I think there's a lot of people that are just kind of going out with uh, with clickbaity titles and everything. But I mean, you know, at least it's getting out there and it's something positive. It's better than the uh, than the tweets that I saw about um, you know the kid that had a uh, um, he was called chubby and then went on a school shooting spree and the the tweet came out said um, he was called chubby in school so now he turned into white uh, a white supremacist via violent video games. And everyone goes, okay, just because he was playing, you know, a violent video game doesn't mean that um, that's what led him down the path. It was something like saying, um, oh, yeah, no, he was made fun of in school. And then um, he got gas in his car and then he becomes a violent criminal. So therefore, all putting gas in your car is a violent, uh, a violent uh, path to destruction. So, um, you know, it's just kind of a challenge, but at least it's, it's positive and it looks like it's kind of getting that sort of uh, – um, I guess credence behind it that video games are not necessarily bad. No, I I agree with you on that. And uh, before I give my take, uh, Jordan, let's kick it over to you. I know um, you have a lot of thoughts on this, so I just want to know where you come from, especially when it comes to kids. And we can get into Beyond Kids a little bit later in this discussion, but just kids alone, what would be your take on this? Yeah, so of course I find it kind of interesting that the study was only done on boys, but um, with the information that's given is, is great because there also were studies done that show that, you know, like if you go into a room with a kid and you start punching like a punching bag or something, they're going to punch it with you, right? Because you're setting an example. So I understand where some parents may be worried about their kids watching something violent, but it's also, I mean, you teach them that that's not okay. I'm sure you do. <laughs> and just, you know, make sure you're having those those more positive, like, avenues of having fun. You know, I don't think picking up a gun in GTA is going to mean that you pick up a gun in real life. Um, I do think that <clears throat> everything that kids watch, I think, is important. So just making sure that you're there talking to them about it is, I think, what's what's the most important part of it. Now, as far as just helping with depression, Jay, where... Where do you stand on that? How do you feel as, as, you know, 
maybe you have other parents. I know you do a lot of coaching. You're constantly dealing with other kids and parents, older and, and younger. Do you ever come across a parent that reaches out to you because you have probably, me knowing you and your wife, obviously you have a very outgoing family, I would say. And I'm sure you've come across parents that have reached out to you and say, you know, I just can't feel like I get my, my kids seem depressed. I don't know what to do. Do you ever have parents reach out to you about that? And have you ever suggested gaming for any of them? Um, you know, being a coach at the high school level is, is interesting. So a uh, little about myself is I'm coaching in high school. And then I'm also co- uh, coaching an indoor arena f- uh, professional team as well, where it's guys that have graduated from college, graduated from division one schools, and they want to further their career. Um, it's, it's really interesting at the high school level, um, kind of watching guys kind of deal with learning about the emotion. Cause that's really what it is. It's, it's middle school, high school. You're trying to figure out your emotions. You don't know who you are. You're trying to figure all this stuff out. And while I haven't suggested gaming per se, I have suggested things, um, that gaming would fit into some more of a blanket statement of, um, you know, finding a hobby, finding something to do, finding something that they can do in a social setting, which we've talked about a lot with, um, you know, especially with like, uh, myself and you, uh, James, that you can talk the entire time while you're doing something. Um, even though you might be a few hundred miles away and it's a great way to connect. So, uh, while I haven't mentioned gaming specifically, I've definitely mentioned getting them involved in activities that gaming kind of lends itself to, which is a social aspect, a hobby, something to focus on, uh, those types of things as well. And I'll be honest, some of the new kids that I've had, I've told them to go pick up a game of Madden and figure out how to learn how to play football too. So, you know, I've used it as a teaching tool as well. Uh, what about, uh, Jordan, have you come across this issue where you've, you've, recommended it or you've heard from someone where they feel like as far as kids wise this has been something good for them well one of my first friends here in um in arizona uh she had kids and i was kind of like friends with them because it was weird i was kind of in between the ages um but at their dad's house they had like the xbox the pc everything and then when they were at her house it was no video games you know, like while you're here, you spend time with me. And I can understand like while, you know, they only have a certain amount of time together and things like that. But it was also like, sometimes, you know, especially your teenage son gets an attitude with you because he just wants to do, you know, he doesn't want to do little kid stuff with the other little kids. And he doesn't just want to watch movies with you and stuff. And that's nothing against you. It's about him wanting to have a hobby while he's there. You know, his friends aren't close, all, all of those things he's taken out of the environment that he's usually in. So it's nice to have that like familiar thing besides just like family, if that makes any sense. So I had like offered to help her out for like a little Christmas gift for them to get them the Xbox and stuff um, to have like at their house um, that they could all share. Mm-hmm. Um, I do have someone from chat. And I don't want to dismiss them. Someone actually sent a, a very long comment. This is from Pixie uh, it says my two cents. I have boys. I think it applies to both genders. I will say I do agree to some parts. My kids are super active, but they also game. Last year was hard for us, but really hard for the kids and teens. This allowed my kids to still socialize and communicate, especially for my autistic son who struggles with communication. Uh, That talks about that they play Fortnite, Pokemon, and games like that have really been great for him. And that's something where I think it's the social aspect, especially when it comes to depression. You might have... 
I mean, let's just let's just say it like it is. Public schools and not just public schools, but private schools. Schools can be tough. There, you've whether we want to admit to it or not, you've got your popular groups. You've got you know the people that feel like they're always socialized. But even in the popular groups, you you know you see that some kids they're in that they like from the outside you think that kids live in the life, but on the inside they feel like they're struggling all the time. And gaming sometimes, especially online gaming and meeting other kids can yes i know that there's the toxic side to it i don't want to dismiss that but they can meet other like-minded people we've all got our stories and i I can go on and on i mean one of my mods i met him through xbox and now we hang out in person quite a bit but you it it gives you a way to reach out to like-minded people your age and you realize you have this other group of friends that really can become your lifelong friends where we all know, you know, we all had our parents tell us when we were in school, Jay, I'm sure you talk to your kids sometimes and good luck when they start doing the relationship thing. You know, your bubble is so small and most people, as you get older, if you've got one or two real friends still from high school as you're close to our age, that unless you stay in the same town, once you start branching out, you know, you're more likely to have more friends from your college years than you are your high school years. And I think what, in my opinion, that usually happens because everyone goes their own way. You don't really have a lot in common anymore. Different family lives, things like that. But doing the gaming thing, you're growing together. And I think you find this community a lot faster. And I think especially for kids, it's like their mind is just opened up to, and I'm all, sometimes I look at it as, as jealousy for me, is like I said, we thought that bubble was so small, but online gaming just expands that bubble for them to a, to a, a wider audience than anything we've ever had. What do you guys think about that? For sure, um, I'm sure you guys know this, but for anyone who doesn't know, um, one of my best friends, uh, his name's Jason. I met him through TikTok, and we game together all the time. And it's so funny when I told James like. We've been friends. He didn't believe me because like no one believes me. They think that we've known each other like our entire lives because we just banter like we're brother and sister, like best friend. And the thing is, I moved um, from Florida to Arizona um, and I've been here for three years. And, uh, you know, I have my fiance and I have his friends. But unfortunately, I just I haven't really had that many friends of my own. And it's been like really hard. <laughs> um, and it definitely contributed to my mental health decreasing so much. And so that's why like not just streaming, but but gaming with friends and stuff has, has just really helped having finding people. And I, I met you guys and you guys are amazing. And you really have those connections and you see life outside of what you said, your small bubble, not just like the people you meet, but like the experiences people have and, you know, their life and stuff. And you can look at that in, in a positive way and see your life changing if you want to ever move or do anything you know and jay um yeah it, you know it's james just to kind of touch on your point is you know you get to a, a certain age and uh you know you've you're you're focused on kids you've got your your partner um you know married not married family situations um you've moved you've chased the career you've done all those things um, you know, I can't begin to tell you, like, I appreciate being able to just jump online with somebody and just be able to talk to them. And, uh, myself personally, like I hate talking on the phone and it's, uh, I don't know why, but walking around like with my hand up, you know, it just, it just doesn't do it for me. But 
being able to chat while playing a game gives me something to do while I'm doing it. And, you know, and I think I've mentioned it on here before. That's actually how my wife and I, um, you know, stayed in contact all the time and, you know, continue to build our relationship when I was on tour for a while. So, you know, I definitely think that there's a lot of connection and that might be what's contributing to the decrease in signs of depression is, you know, we, we become so insulated because we go from school and then the kids go, you know, straight home to dinner. And then from dinner, they've got their sport activity. And then from their sport activity, they've got to go home and then do their homework and then bam, bed. Um, you know, it's a way to be able to make those connections and be able to do something at the same time and kind of share a goal or share a, a common purpose for a little bit with your buddies that you've hung out with. I agree. I agree. Uh, I haven't seen. I, I I usually expect someone like Crash to chime in and, and has an opinion, but tonight it doesn't seem like he has too much of an opinion, uh, which is shocking. I I know, right? I, I understand <laughs> where you're coming from. So I was gonna play off him a little bit, but uh, I I will say that I have told a lot of parents that I come across because they know I game and they say. You know, I don't know. I don't want my kid to get addicted. So that's why I don't suggest a video game. Or like you say, Jordan, you, I meet a lot of split parenting. So they don't want, you know, they they have the gaming at one parent's house, but not at the other. And I tell them, I said, it's not that they're going to ignore you. I, it's like Jordan said, use it and play with them. It's not necessarily that they want to ignore you. I guarantee you a parent that doesn't typically play video games with their kid if all of a sudden the parent takes interest the kid is going to be like oh yeah let me like like think of it from a, at least my opinion as a parent's perspective you're always disciplining teaching them doing something and now if you're not a gamer and you take interest in your kid your kid gets to teach you something and i think they take so much more pride in that than a lot of people realize sometimes and it can get them out of a funk and, and again it, just like the article said, no, it doesn't mean they're going to not have any depression issues if they sit there and play 19 hours a day. But like they, And I'm not going to say that going outside, you know, there's all these psychological studies. When you go outside, it releases endorphins and, and all this. Obviously, those things are all still true. But if your kid likes to go outside and play basketball with their friends for eight hours a day, odds are they don't struggle as much as someone else that sits at the park by themselves for eight hours a day and feels depressed. That person playing basketball, this isn't the issue. What I think gaming can do is it's, it's just another avenue to reach out to people where they struggle in other social aspects. It almost feels like a safe social gathering because they can do it from home, but they're still kind of starting to, you know, they're dipping the toe in the water into the social pool a little bit without having to put themselves out there it doesn't matter what they look like it doesn't matter necessarily their ideals or, or things that they might be into they can meet anyone at any time playing an online game yeah and i actually have uh have something else you know you don't what what is the saying like you don't judge a fish on its scales on how it can climb a tree you know not everyone is you know talented in so many different ways and who knows maybe they might be talented in game design or something to do with gaming you know like there are actual uh like esports for it you know like it it can become a career and we've talked about this before um in many different avenues so you know your kid might be feeling like they're a failure when they're not good at things in school and you know they can't make it on the football team and all of those things but maybe they're really good at gaming and maybe that gives them a purpose. Now, uh, go ahead, Jay. 
James, you, you mentioned something about um, being able to connect, and I completely forgot about this. It's a great story. So um, my son, Switch, uh, you know, I mean, it's uh, Mario Kart this and everything else. Well, um, my mom was trying really hard to, like, connect with him on the games. And he goes, Grandma, here, grab this. Go ahead and play. And she just she just doesn't game. She's never gamed, ever. Like she's like Candy Crush. That's as far as her like yeah. her gaming goes. But what it it was fun was watching him. My son figured out like, oh, Grandma, you're terrible at Mario Kart. And she goes, well, yeah, I'm just not good. I'm not good with the controller. He goes, okay, I've got an idea. And he put on Just Dance on the TV. And now that's all they do. Like they come over and, and you know, grandma, are you, re- are you ready to play just dance? And my mom likes the music and she can feel like an idiot and it's fine and everything else, but she's not trying to do it. And, you know, it was, it was, I completely forgot about it. It's a great like bonding moment between those two. And it just so happened to involve a game. And, you know, sometimes you can't go outside because it was snowing and it was six inches mm-hmm. of snow and it was like 40 mile an hour winds and it was a great way for them to bond. They got out, you know, in the new um, motion-based video games and stuff is a great way to kind of, you know, combine two of those two of those different pieces. Yeah, a lot of people forget about that. You know, you'll look at your kids, especially when it comes to kids, you'll look at the one game that they play over and over and over. You don't have to be good at that game. There are other games that might fit. I know that Jordan and I are talking about doing a horror game collaboration very soon. I'll be honest with you, the game is actually a movie that you just kind of make decisions along the way. You don't even have to be good with the controller on it or a mouse. Like, you don't have to be quick Is that why you picked it for me? Uh, Uh. It's based on your gaming last night, maybe. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Hey, listen, I shouldn't talk. I'm I'm not any better. Uh, But... but those are the type, and it doesn't. There are other games like that where it doesn't have to be all about being the best with using a controller. There are other experiences out there that are fun to play with the kids. Now, before we leave this uh, this topic, and I know this is something I'd like to get a lot deeper into, and I've reached out to a couple of actual health professionals that have that would like to join us in future episodes, and I'm sure we're going to touch on a lot of topics when it comes when we get someone like that joining us. But I have a lot of people mentioning their own experiences gaming. Uh, whether it's Killer Kane talking about meeting better friends through gaming than in person. A lot of times when I t- when I reach out for help, my so-called friends disappear on me. But my gaming friends are always there. Uh, Strax says, I think online friends are easier to talk to about depression and other issues because they aren't looking right at you. For me, that made all the difference in the world. I met my best friend through gaming, and she quickly became my go-to for getting through tough days. Crash says the same thing. Most people understand my playing online, considering from consisting from like 18 to 23. I lived in seven different states at one time or another. The majority of my friends do not live in Massachusetts. I have a bunch of friends here through sports, CrossFit, or the bars, but I prefer jumping on with my gaming friends most of the time just because it's more comfortable. And I think that's probably the biggest takeaway, no matter what the age. But let's just kind of briefly touch on your guys' experience. And if if you, uh, you don't have to go super deep into it, but if you at one point, gaming was your outlet to kind of get over depression. Jay, anything from you as an adult? No, mine's always been in. You know, I, it's, it's, and that's, what's great about this is we have three people here on this doing, doing this streaming right now with three completely different backgrounds, completely different experiences, 
um, you know, military kid, uh, former athlete. Um, James pretended to play soccer. I mean, you know, there's, there's, a, and, and, and Jordan, I just don't know um, enough about your background and I'm, I'm hoping to learn more, but you know, we've got three very distinct um, backgrounds and, you know, my background for me, my stress relief was always um, athletics. It was always working out. It was always, I, I was that guy, but kind of going, thinking back on my career in athletics though, it was always really interesting because 90% of the guys and gals um, played video games in our downtime. And I, I was kind of, you know, thinking about it and everything. And when you, when you're, when you're an athlete or when you're doing that sort of thing, where you're doing these two hour workouts, when you're doing stuff like that, you're exhausted, but you still want to be competitive. You still want to be social. I just can't move because I just did squats today. And so it's a great outlet and a great way to kind of what we were talking about, which is a social, which inevitably being social, we're all social creatures at varying levels. We're all social. It's a great way to kind of do that, which is the combat, which is the, the opposite of depression is being able to be out there and have those conversations and make connections and feel appreciated and feel valued and be able to express yourself. And gaming provides that. And um, I'm not, I don't remember who said it in the chat, but you were just saying that like, it's great because you don't have to be looking into some deep into someone's eyes and say, I had a really bad day today. Like that's hard. That is really hard. And sometimes it is easier when you're on a headset, murking some zombies to sit there and you just kill them and be like, oh man, I had a really bad day. Let's go kill some zombies. And, uh, you know, be able to have that social aspect without having to have that, you know, look deep into my eyes and sit on the couch or whatever the method is. Yeah. I mean, and it's the same for me. I mean, I've definitely, you know, this crash knows this, uh, master shadows. Some of these guys have, have definitely heard me, you know, all kind of go off on one of you guys at the game and it's like, Whoa, what's wrong with you? I'm like, oh man, I'm just, I'm really struggling right now because X, Y, and Z. And it's definitely just an outlet where even though I'm even comfortable with you guys, if you were in person, I don't even know in person if I would have that conversation, but online it's just, I'm in my own environment. I'm relaxed and I feel like I, I can reach out and I'm not going to be judged at all. I know Stowers uh, just commented in the chat. He said, gaming to me is an escape. I suffer from bad anxiety and depression to me. Gaming helps me with that. I feel like gaming saved my life. Um, and you hear stories, you hear stories over and over. And James, let's just all agree right now. I don't know if Wright is in the chat right now, but anytime he goes running off in Warzone, us yelling at him is completely 100% justified. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel like you can you can release some some anger for sure. Jordan, what about you? Your your personal experience in this? So I've kind of said my adult experience already. Um it goes deeper than that. But as for when I was a kid actually, um I just feel like I was bad at everything. I was never good at anything that I tried. And like, still to this day, it gives me some issues. Um, I'm not saying that I'm good at gaming, but I even had social anxiety to where it was hard for me to talk to people. So even when I wasn't on a headset with other people, when I brought up Pokemon, which was my favorite game, or Bioshock, which is my actual favorite series, anytime that I'm in a bad mood, even now, like I will put on that game. And for a couple hours, I will be by myself playing the games that I used to love and bring me a lot of joy, you know? And like, it doesn't have anything technically to do with the connection because I didn't know how to form those yet. I, I didn't, you know, 
So it helped me even with that, you know? Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's a, I, I, we won't go too far into it, but I just want to touch on, there's actually some games, whether they're independent games, more AAA games that actually deal with these issues. And, you know, instead of watching a movie about someone that deals with depression or anxiety issues, you see those, you see those movies all the time. And everyone's like, Oh, that's a great movie. You should watch that because the experience you get from the movie, you'll understand a lot of things. One more recently is actually, um, what is it? Hellblade, I believe is the game. Sinuous Sacrifice is all about the issues that that character deals with, with mental health and all that. And, and as you go th- to start out the game, you think it's just some action game, but as you go through the game, you realize that she's constantly battling with these demons in her head. And there's, there's plenty of other games. There's games that kind of deal with, you know, a kid dealing with their best friend that has cancer and these topics. And, and it's, it's a kid friendly game. It's, it's got, it's sad, but these games now have opened up an avenue of thinking for kids that they didn't, they didn't know how to handle it before. So I, I like it from that standpoint because you've got a friend that's super depressed and as a kid, you don't know how to really help them. And all of a sudden you, you're opened up to these, some of these games and it opens up their mind, I think, and their thinking and, and how to help and people deal with things. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Somebody in chat even says, yeah, Hellblade was a phenomenal game. And I know that there's more, that's just the one off the top of my head, but do you guys have anything else to add before we close out this topic? No, what about chat? If I know they've shared a lot of their experiences and stuff, but if anybody else definitely feel free to to comment. We love seeing your feedback and your stories and everything. Absolutely. It helps. It helps quite a bit. So before we say goodbye to everyone, I I know we got another topic we talked about discussing last week and Jay and I have discussed it a little bit today. We want somebody, somebody, um, chats making jokes here. Uh, we want to talk about games and I don't remember if you, if I don't know if you remember Jordan, but games that were released the year that oh, no. Jordan was born, which was 1998. And I know a lot of people in the chat are going to jump in on this. Oh, my God. <laughs> but, Jordan, do you know any of the games off the top of your head that were released the year that you were born without looking it up? Stop cheating. Oh, totally. Totally. Let me open Google. No, <laughs> I don't. Just because I don't look at the years. I'm sure I'll know like if you say them. But oh, you're going to know quite a bit of these. Gaming, uh, gaming has definitely changed since then uh one of the top ones <laughs> stowers says jordan is a year older than me stowers is apparently <laughs> young as well oh, so wow. one of the games that pops out half-life released in 1998 okay, no, sure. grim fandango for those that like the independent games uh solid game banjo kazooie if you're a big platform lover of rare uh huge one pokemon yellow Oh my god, that was my favorite growing up. I had it my little pink Game Boy. I love that it's your favorite (laughs) because it released the year that you were born. Also, for those that had a Nintendo 64 and wanted to upgrade their Nintendo 64, Pokemon Stadium came out that year. The first game where you could like kind of, it was all about the battling. Wait, is it just me or, or did they used to release a lot more like name brand franchise games? Because that's two in one year. Correct, yeah. Uh, wasn't, and there was another Pokemon release that year too, wasn't it? Uh, I don't know if Red or Gold were... They should have already... Or Red or Blue should have already been out. I don't know if it came out at the same time. You've also got okay. Star... For the big PC gamers, StarCraft came out that year. Oh, I love um, StarCraft. 
Tom Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six came out. What? Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. Crash Bandicoot came out for the PlayStation. Resident Evil 2. Talk about one of the all-time greats. And I don't know if they had a game of the year, but I assume most likely the game of the year that year may have been Metal Gear Solid. Was it Metal Gear Solid 2 that came out that year? Buddy, I think it might have been the first one. Just, just throwing it out there. Just Metal Gear Solid? Yeah. And that was on the PlayStation as well, right? <laughs> yeah. And then Crash is right. Yeah, it could have been Zelda as well, because Zelda Ocarina of Time also released that year for Nintendo yeah. fans. That's I a big Zelda. year. That's yeah, a yeah. 19... Listen, Jordan, the year you were born was a solid year for video games. That's You for know sure. what we should do next time? We should compare all of us. So get, you're talking about games that that's came it, out. That's it. That's enough time for tonight. Let's go ahead and wrap up. <laughs> so okay, so games games that came out versus. So here's Jordan. Here's where it's interesting: is the games that came out for you are far superior than games that came out for us. Listen, Crash. I was not starting college. I was a junior in high school in 1998. Thank you very much. I guess it depends on the nostalgia, right? Because my mom tells me all the time she thinks it would be super fun for her to get like a collection of games that she used to play growing up and have me play them on stream. Yeah. Like a retro it, night? A retro night, absolutely. I, I like know. it. Uh, some other games that, that came out, I was told in, in Facebook chat, Mega Man 4 came out the year before. So in, in what, 97, it was Mega Man 4. That's That's definitely a classic as well. You've got F-Zero. Spyro the Dragon came out in 98. Oh. Um, 1080 Snowboarding came out. I mean, there are some... Awesome, you know. Star Wars Rogue Squadron. Oh, wow. How many Star Wars games are we up to now? I don't know. There's 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 quite a bit. Yeah, I don't... I, I looked at Game of the Year and I don't see a proper... I don't think they started doing that. No, I see. Uh, the winners of the Edge Game of the Year are chosen by its editors. And the Game of the Year for 98 was The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. As it should be. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know... If the, the year I was born, I don't even know if there were video games. Jay, were you like, born when Pong came that, out? Uh, maybe before? So let's compare the year that Jay was born. Here are the games, <laughs> according to Google. It's a much smaller list. Absolutely um, a much smaller list. Notable releases. I don't even think they were consoles. Arcade and April Sega's dot-eating driving game head-on is released. It becomes a popular concept to clone, especially for home systems. In August of 1979, Atari releases Lunar Lander, the first arcade version of a game concept created on many computers 10 years earlier. Believe it or not, I have actually played that. Um, It was made for you. Atari also, Atari, I don't don't know the, the terminology behind this is called the Vector Graphics, but it's the Vector Graphics based Asteroids game was released the year you were born, Jay. Which wow. basically wow. tells me that that was considered to be like high end gaming, Jordan. 
Yeah. Like, you have Metal Gear Solid released and Legend of, Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time, and Jay gets a graphical upgrade to Asteroids. <laughs> hey, hey, that's pretty dope. Can, can we just talk about, though, like, in the grand scheme of human evolution, like, gaming is like, like, console gaming is like this big. It's like a solid 30 years, 35 years of, of gaming. That we went from a vector update of Pong or Asteroid or something to now everyone's complaining because the video games are so detailed and so big now that it's smashing people's hard drives now because the gaming is so realistic. Like, think about it. Like, we're playing online. We're able to talk to each other in real time with other people on on the game in a massive open world where we're just running around and the name of the game is just kill everyone. Wait, I'm sorry. Can you can you remind me who which which uh, company revolutionized the online gaming space and multiplayer online gaming? Uh, DARPA with the creation of the internet. No, but who? Jordan, who any, wait, any who? Last thoughts? Listen, who? I who, don't thinking for. I'm not who popularized it? I just want to know who popularized it. Halo. I feel like I'm in between. Wait, where was Halo on? Xbox. Oh, okay, just checking. Yeah, but to be fair, iPhone literally copies everything and just makes it like better. Wait, um, Jay. <laughs> iPhone's better than Samsung, even though Samsung comes out with it first. So, which one are you really gonna gonna love more? The one that like you know comes out with the first, or the one that improves upon it? That's true because Microsoft <laughs> came up with the tablet before Apple did. That's an amazing point, Jordan. Thank you Thank very much you. for being the voice of reason. Wait, so you're just <laughs> what you're saying is that Microsoft is better in that aspect as well? No, I'm just saying that they came out with it, and it's just timing. Jordan, here's my favorite game release the year the year Jay was born. Do you know the game uh, Galaxian or Galaga? Yeah. In 1979, Namco releases the fixed shooter Galaxian for the first time in full color. Oh, wow. You got color. That's bougie. Hey, let's just go like evolutionary, like going to color is a bigger jump, right? So John, John Meserve says on Facebook chat, he says, hey, man, the Atari 2600 had some great games. And to be fair, the NES had a connectable modem. That is true. That is true. Yeah. They, they had that. Um, going off what Jay said, like, you know, uh, not even just obviously like how it has advanced, but also like it almost feels like some of the games or most of the games that they're coming out now feel like a movie, but a movie that you can play for 40, 80 hours um, that has like a story, a meaningful yeah. story that usually teaches people something. It's yeah. it's really awesome. I mean, the, the game development alone, and we've talked about this before, one reason to 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 tell your kids gaming is stupid and to never let them game is very short-sighted because the amount of jobs that, that are involved, I mean, look at the you get to the end of a video game, whether it's an eight hour experience or a 40 to eight hour experience and just let the credits roll. There's hundreds to thousands of people in the credits from every type of job, the the same types of jobs you would see in movies, whether it's even just down to a camera operator or a voice actor or a voiceover costume designer, all those things exist in the gaming world as well. Yeah. I mean, I remember the coolest game I ever played as a kid at the time that I, vividly remember thinking wow video games are amazing the graphics will never get better than this was a game called double dribble 
It was a 2v2 oh. basketball game. And if you looked at it now, Jordan, you'd be like, what are you <laughs> playing? It was the awful. The predecessor to NBA Jam. Yes. But it was like, the you, at the time, you thought the graphics were never getting better. And, and it is true. It seems like every year we say, we say there's no way the graphics will get better. But they just keep making it closer and closer to as real as possible sometimes. I still get blown away by my experience. I did the VR... Uh, Resident Evil uh, experience at a at a con, and it was just it was ridiculous, like with the jump scares and everything yeah. like that, and like how realistic it was, and then the sound as well. Yeah, v- VR gaming is a whole other experience, especially in horror games. I tell people this all the time. I said you've watched somebody play, you know, you're watching a a, a scary movie or whatever, and the scariest parts is always like someone like trying to get through the house and they're they're creeping through the door. And, and you're always kind of at the edge of your couch and, and, and sometimes even playing a video game. You've got the controller and you're playing it on your TV. But when you put that VR headset on, it's not pressing a button to go through a door. You are actually feel like you're actively opening the door and you're you're like, it's amazing to watch someone else play it because they're like leaning. You, you like lean through. There's nothing in your living room, but you're leaning through. I've even played it where uh, an ex-girlfriend of mine was laughing because I was playing a shooting game. It's actually called Super Hot. I don't know if anyone, anyone's played the game. Yeah. But playing it in VR, you're constantly like moving and you're hiding behind cover yeah. and you're on. But if I was, you know, Jay, if you're in a Nerf gun fight with your kids in the living room and you're ducking behind the couch and then the fight's over and you're like, all right, time out, time out, we need a break. And you're basically laying on the floor, but you're by the couch you're probably going to put your hands on the couch and help yourself get up. So you do this in VR all the time. You you're hiding behind all these like obstacles and objects or a table and you go to lean on the table to get up. But in real life, the table does not exist, but your mind (laughs) believes that it's really there. You just like multiple times. She saw me just fall flat on my face and she would just be dying laughing or she would film me and, and pop it off to a couple of friends. So it's pretty yeah, we favorite to... ones. Oh, sorry. Oh, no, 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 you go. My favorite ones are when you've got the, the someone with the cell phone cam and they're watching like, you know, the, the parent do it and stuff. And then something in the game, like, or the video that they're watching, like the ground falls away and you just watch that like instant reaction of like, oh, gee, I'm falling. Like, and it just completely spaz out. I love those videos. Um, so one, I cannot play horror games in VR. Like I have full on panic attacks. I can't, I don't know why my brain cannot understand that it's a game anymore. I can't. But two, we had to actually take the game away from one of our friends. He came to visit um, and he tried VR and he almost broke our glass door leading out to our balcony because he started running towards it. Tyler had to come and like tackle him away from it. <laughs> yeah. Don't play near anything that's like you can break. Okay, have like a nice room for it or something. And you know, one thing that's that's great about VR gaming. I, if any of you live in bigger cities, I know I, I have an advantage. I live in Dallas, or a great place to go. So you, if you ever go to Disney, they have these VR experiences. I think the most popular popular one is called the Void, and they have a Star Wars experience, which is phenomenal. But you put on the system and you go through almost like an escape room, but you're in these worlds. And even if you're a family that doesn't do a lot of gaming or your kids game and you don't, these are experiences that I think that you should 
do these with your kids. It it is still gaming, and I and and the the experience that you get out of it is absolutely phenomenal. Especially if you're a Star Wars fan, and and they don't just have Star Wars stuff; they've got scary versions. Uh, the last time I was there, they had a Wreck It Ralph version, so very kid friendly. They even had a Ghostbusters version. But all these all these different experiences put you into the world of gaming, especially in in virtual reality. And I have a lot of I have a lot of friends that say to me, "Oh, I." I wear glasses. I can't do it. Uh, I don't see very well. But yes, these things are made. I promise it's still worth the experience. You can go through it. You can see everything. But there is one thing to... I will say this. My experience at the Star Wars one. There is one thing to watch Star Wars. But to feel like you're in there. I mean, I'm 40 years old. A couple years ago, I did it for the first time. And there's a part where Darth Vader comes up to you and it's like the most terrifying thing I've ever seen in my life. And I'm 38 years old at the time. Like, you're like, whoa, like, bro, bro, like you're shooting your blaster, like get away. He's deflecting and like you feel like you're there. I always find it so fascinating how your mind just truly believes that. And, you know, I, I believe as far as I know, Nintendo is actually the first one that really that really tried that. And it was the Virtual Boy back in the day, which obviously is not the most successful thing. But Jay, you were alive then, right? <laughs> Maybe. Look, I might have had it. I might have had the virtual motion control um, little controller, and I'm also uh, experienced with the power glove. <laughs> Jordan so definitely been trying a lot of peripheral stuff for a while. So, Jordan, besides Pokemon. Did you have another favorite video game that you played all the time that wasn't a handheld game as far as like maybe a console game? Well, yeah, that's why I said Bioshock is my favorite game of all time. I started playing that when I was like 12 or 13, I think. But um, before that, you know, my brothers and I, we played Mortal Kombat. Um, I played The Sims, of course. I love The Sims. Um, My mom would actually play a little like it was like virtual Monopoly, but it would be like a little game night for us. We would get on there. Um, I love the Wii. So anything had to do with the Wii. I was on that all the time. That's so depressing to think that the Wii was like her childhood. <laughs> yes, it was like this little rabbit game. I can't remember. It was like the best game ever. I would play it. It was the rap the from Rayman. Rabbits? It was the Raving Rabbits. Yes. And they yes! had like oh, a they God. had like a, a cow tossing one. You like swung a yeah. That game was amazing. Yeah. Jay, did you have a favorite game growing up as a kid? Console game? Um uh, I want to tell you, but then I'm going to ruin, like, I'm just going to make it feel even older, but Goldeneye. I remember. No, I playing... said like when you were a kid. Yeah. Oh, calm down. That's, calm down. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's close. That's close enough. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite game as a kid, if I want to go back to when I was a kid, it's definitely uh, Blades of Steel, which was a, a Nintendo game, a hockey game, Jordan, it's just so you know. Though. Oh, okay. Yeah. I knew all the cheats and all the hacks, how to get easy goals, because I that's basically all I played all the time. Well, let's uh let's kind of wrap this up a little bit. Blades of Steel crashes Blades of Steel's Blades of Steel was awesome. SimCity 3000 was so much fun to play in, in computer lab in school. True. Jay, actually I, I kind of thought that your favorite game as a kid, I thought you were gonna say Oregon Trail. God, it was such a good game. Like. Listen, I will say this. Any any kid that says gaming is too easy definitely needs to play. They should be forced to play an old version of Oregon Trail. Anything. 
Just be, no, an old version of anything. Just having because, to go out and try to shoot animals to have food for your wagon wait, 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 was on. a nightmare. You couldn't hit anything. I am going. <laughs> I am going to. I need to see this content. Old, old man on the lawn. Uh, this next comment. I'm going to get on my soapbox, but games are way too easy now. Because you used to have like three lives and then you had to find some one-ups. And if you lost those three lives, back to square one, put 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 in how many players you're playing yeah. and start over. And, and I will say, I, you know, there's a lot of people that they're, all these great games, Jordan, you, you mentioned they're like movies, they come out. It's not very often that you hear people talk about a level in a video game anymore that's super iconic. But all these old games that we played, whether it's Mario Brothers, um, even Banjo Kazooie, some some of the, especially a lot of the rare games, they're super iconic. For their like, if you saw a video of the very first level of the regular Super Mario Brothers, Jordan, you would know exactly what it was, right? Now, in my opinion, the reason that they're so popular is because there was no. <laughs> infinite lives or the game just keeps going so as a kid you weren't very good you died you had to start over from the beginning every time when you ran out of no your save lives. points no save no points. save points yeah, it was but, over i mean i guess because you guys obviously grew up with that it was standard i remember i was playing um uh heavy rain and it was about to make me start over, and I just quit. I have not touched that game since, and I started playing that in high school. I got so – I was so close to the end. I was so angry. I just – I couldn't – I was so upset all the time that I put into it. But I also think that now, because of how, like, cinematic they are, it's not just one scene. It's not just one level. Games are now just like, this was amazing. Yeah, Red Dead 2, true. you know, Last of Us, like – it's all about their their world, like you mentioned. Bioshock, Bioshock is is world renowned for their world building, and yes. and what that level, the whole show on Netflix. I'm gonna cry. <laughs> You're very hopeful. Speaking of TV shows, there's a lot of video games, especially by PlayStation, that are about to be turned into movies or release, like The Last of April Us or 23rd, Uncharted. Uncharted. April twenty third, Mortal Kombat. Everyone has to go see it because I want another movie after this one. Damn it. I thought that it came out tomorrow. I thought it was April twenty third. One of them, one either either Mortal Kombat or um. I believe Mortal uh, Kombat comes out tomorrow because Strax Strax in our chat already said it. He said he has tickets. Crash says it got delayed a week, but Strax says he has tickets. I'm very confused on where our chat wants to agree (laughs) on this. Jordan, what was the other one that you were talking that you were thinking of? Oh, Uncharted. So both of them come out this month. Yeah, so I I was all over that. I'm super excited. I uh, recently finished, uh, not recently, over the past couple of months, uh, finished Uncharted 4 for the first time. That was amazing. (laughs) I loved it. Uh, One person in in Facebook, John Meserve again, he says, the the Virtual Boy was awful. He agrees with Crash in our chat. He said, Virtual Boy was to virtual reality what the DeLorean was to sports cars. Oh, brutal. (laughs) Iconic and memorable, but not for, for but not for what it was <laughs> or what it could do. 
Well, as we say goodbye to everyone tonight, thank you so much. Again, this was episode six. Well, we touched lightly on kind of gaming and depression and, and how it can help. Something we definitely will reach more in the future. But I do want to go around the room just to remind everyone where they can find you. Jay, where can everyone find you? Uh, playing Warzone tonight, US Bobber. I will be on in about 10 minutes. Nice. And Jordan, where can everyone find you? Alexis Jordan 98 on TikTok and Twitch. Um, I am doing a subathon, just plugging myself there tomorrow. So I'll be up to 12 hours. If you want to check me out, I'll be streaming pretty much all day tomorrow. All right. Now we do have a lot of people, whether they're Facebook or watching on Twitch for the first time, are going to listen to this podcast a little bit later. Explain what a subathon is to them and why you would do something like that. So um, I have a max of 12 hours. Some streamers don't set a max, but it's pretty much like for any sub that we get, which is just like it's a $5 like monthly subscription to our channel to help us, you know, feed ourselves. Um, <laughs> so you add time to my stream. So I'm going to start at one hour. And if you want to help me, you know, donate and stuff, uh, you add an hour, you can add another hour or a couple minutes to my stream um to you know hang out longer and then i also have some like silly like prizes along with like like a i don't know what to call them but like i'm gonna have to take a shot of hot sauce during like if i reach a certain goal and just like we have a bunch of like craziness uh, i'm gonna cut What's my hair goal? on goals if uh if we have to wait you're gonna excuse I, me what i'm i'm gonna what? cut my hair on stream if we get to a certain goal so what's the goal wow it's um i i, I haven't said it yet don't i'm i'm embarrassed i was gonna have chat weigh in you know see how the night's going because what's if, if, the goal if, to get you to cut your hair chat wants to know ah! yeah i have i have a card like i will go get this okay. credit card right now maybe you guys will have to show up tomorrow to see it strax Ooh. is 100 subs 100 subs we i i might put that we'll see we'll see you'll have to wait until tomorrow someone said don't Ooh, cut don't cut your beautiful hair it's only if we get there. I might put it as something impossible so then I can keep my hair. But it's too long. It goes like almost down to my hips. When so you say done. you're going to cut it, where are you cutting it out? Because no one wants to shoulder oh. length. <laughs> wow, that is a dramatic change. Now, does the fiance know that this is a possibility? Oh, yeah. Tyler, super sweet. I mean, I got really lucky. He's accepting of literally anything that I would want to do ever, as long as it makes me happy. So, so. 200 <laughs> subs, you're shaving the hair. Shaving? We didn't say shaving. We said I'm taking scissors and cutting, you know? Two, 250 subs, you have to look, your hair matched Jay's. 250? No, I might shave the side. I'll shave the side of my head for 250 subs. Strax says, what about 500 subs and we get to choose the haircut? <laughs> okay, we can, but I don't think we're going to get there. But let's do it. Way to have confidence. Wait, 500 subs. Wait, how much money is that? 500 subs would be, it would be 250, not 250 caught, uh, $2.50 per sub. Help me out. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm calculating. Athlete, not a math person. That would be $1,250 for me. Oh, we could do that. Yeah, but that's, that's more for you, for you guys. That's 2,500 for you guys. Cause we only get 50%. Strax, for anyone, for anyone that plays Apex Legends or wants to look it up, Strax says if we get to 500 subs, he's going to vote that everyone picks that you get Bangalore's hair. Let me get look up Bangalore's hair. Wow. Bangalore's hot, okay? I like me some Bangalore, so. <laughs> I don't know if I can... If I can Let's not take know. that out of context. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, everyone, like I said, thank you so much for coming out. Uh, some of us might be jumping on stream a little bit later, so we hope if you guys want to join us and hang out or play some games with us, we'd love to have you. Anyone on Facebook, thank you so much. Someone from Facebook also chimed in and they said, you need to go with G.I. Jane haircut. I'm sure that's what would match Jay. Jordan, yes. Jordan might be too young to know what that is. Hey, but as long as at the end of the day, no matter how like, how long it is or short it is, as long as we're donating it at the end of the day, I think it's going to go to a good cause. Oh, you guys are sweet. I'm going to be putting it back in my stream. But anyways, I'm not going to plug anymore. Thank you guys so much for <laughs> allowing me to be here. Like, I still feel so honored every day. Um, and thank you so much for everyone who's watching on Facebook and, you know, on Twitch and stuff. We we appreciate the support and the comments and everything. And don't forget, if you guys do want to support the channel, uh, you can find me. I, I am the Gaming Dad is the new name. There is no one for those that have been following along. It's just I am the Gaming Dad. You can find me YouTube, Twitch, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, also, this the Parents versus Gaming is on all podcasts, especially um, Apple and Spotify. If you do want to support us. Everything goes back to this podcast. We want to make it a lot more professional for everyone in the future. Uh, so anything that goes to that helps us. So just subscribing to anything on the podcast platform, whether it's YouTube, Apple, Spotify, that helps so much. Leaving comments, leaving likes, that helps a lot. And anything anyone wants to help us with uh, is tremendous. So hope to see you guys all soon and hope everyone has a great weekend. Have a good night, everyone. Bye. See ya. <laughs> see ya. <laughs>